0: next level thinking what's up everyone we're on another episode of next level thinking to give you great energy and much more it's your host Chris Holm as always but I'm not the important person in this I have a special guest by the name of
1: Dr. Tarsi Hubert
0: Awesome. Doctorate. <laughs> nice. So tell the audience a little bit about yourself so we can dive right into this and have some fun.
1: righty. Hi, everybody. My name is Dr. Tarcy Hubert. I am, first of all, a Christian, a wife, a mother. I'm a professor, a math professor. I teach math. I'm a nonprofit founder and an entrepreneur. So my goal in life is just balancing all of that and doing the best that I can.
0: So you have a whole lot of different layers going on, greatness and going on, and I enjoy that. And then, the most important, she's a Christian, strong woman doing some great things, and um, I love every bit about that because you need some encouragement in this world now today. Um, But let's dive into it and build this foundation. I got like a good feel of you, but like, how did this all start? Like, did you just like start? Just like, okay, I'm going to do this. Like, tell us the background story of that.
1: Okay, so you might have to cut me off because it's a lot of background. So I, I grew up in a small I'm from a small town called Texas. I grew up in Waco. Um, long story short, I wanted to be an engineer. When I was in high school, I chose three colleges. I went with the college that gave me the most money. OK, I,
0: got, I don't blame you for that.
1: <laughs> but when I got there, they didn't have an engineering program. Oh no. Yes. Right. And so um, When it came time to choose a major, one thing my mom told me that stuck with me, I'll never forget. She said, I can't tell you what to major in, but whatever it is you choose, choose something you love to do. And so I had to reflect and consider what is it that I love to do? And I always loved math. So I was like, I'm a major in math. I didn't know what I was going to do with the math major. It was just something I enjoyed doing and it was just something that I chose. And so that's how I got into being a mathematician. Long story short.
0: And we all know how math isn't very important, especially in the business world and counting your finances and much more. You don't realize how important math is into you in that reality. You're like, wait a minute, I'm missing something. Yeah, you missed counting something. So you may need to look at that again. And um. Go give us a little bit more details. Like um, I know you gave us a little bit of background of that, but like really what was the push for math? Like what was like, give you like, OK, this is very important. We need to key on to this.
1: So when I was a freshman in college, I was recommended by two professors. A math professor and a chemistry professor to tutor in what was called, I went to Stephen of Austin State University in Nacogdoches, Texas, first of all. Wait a
0: minute, you went to my rival, hold up now, the show's over, now I'm playing.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, Sam Houston, y'all were our biggest rival. Um, But uh, I was recommended by two professors to work in what was called the ARC, which is where everyone goes and gets free tutoring. Of course, you pay for it in your tuition, but that's where you go and you get help. And so I I went because I didn't have a job. It was a way, it was something you know I like to do, and um, it was a way for me to make some extra money. I went and I got hired, and so I started tutoring. So I became like the go to math person on campus where everybody came to get tutoring. And I actually enjoy having people, everybody had this fear of math, and you see this a lot. People like, oh, I don't like math, I hate math, blah blah this blah blah that. And so many people have this big fear of math, and I enjoy helping them overcome that fear. And so that's where I found a deep love for math. I saw that it was an issue that so many people, especially people that look like me and you, we feared math. Um, and you, we'd
0: be say- like number, numbers, numbers, <laughs> uh, multiple ca- division. Uh, uh, ex- oh, wait, wait a minute, man! Can we just do regular addition?
1: <laughs> yeah. But when you dig into it, you usually when you dig into it, because I did um, start studying more into mathematics education, when you dig into it, it's usually based off of a bad experience with like a bad teacher or just some type of bad experience in the past that caused this fear to develop within us. And so I started tutoring. That's what made me realize I enjoy teaching other people math. Um, I thought when I graduated from college, I would be able to teach high school math. But because I only got a bachelor's degree in mathematics, I wasn't able to teach math because I didn't have a teacher certification. They told me I would have to go through a teacher certification program, which would be a year and a half in order to teach. And so me with my analytical brain, I'm thinking teacher certification program a year and a half or graduate degree, master's degree, two years. So I was like, bump that. I'm going to go get a master's degree. And so I went and I got my master's degree in math. And while I was working on my master's, well, um, they offered me a graduate teaching assistant position, which would allow me to teach remedial courses while I was working on my graduate degree, and they would pay for it. And so I started teaching college. And so I was like, hey, this is much better anyway.
0: So, Everything paid off.
1: Yes. So let me teach college. I still get to work with students that, you know, I've been similar to students I've been working with. I still get to help them overcome their fear. I get to help students uh, reach their goals because a lot of times you never believe how many people wait and put math off to the end and that'd be the class that holds them back from getting their degree and so in a nutshell i i help students pass math i help them learn learn to love math but i also i'm also extremely passionate about helping see young people reach their dreams and their goals whatever it is they want to do in life their passions
0: and i completely agree with that because uh Dreams and passions. So I, I feel like he needs to put a little bit more emphasis, but I don't know what it is like when we become adults. It's like we lose that spark and fire. And I feel like that's what really gives you a purpose. And when you have these dreams, uh dreams, aspirations and things that push you way past like the normal routine, because when you start get stuck in the routine, you just like you're just you're not living life. You're just yeah. there. Yeah, and, it's, and so it's like, what are you living for? And you got to have that.
1: Yeah. So I'm all about I'm all about um, finding your passion and then seeking your passion, like doing everything you can to make it come to pass, like taking it day by day, step by step. And, you know, if you follow me on Instagram, everything I'm posting is motivational. It's about overcoming obstacles. It's about balancing the day to day. Um, So I have a lot of women who follow me who are similar to me. You know, they're trying to be mothers. They're trying to be wives. They're trying to work a full time job, but at the same time, not let their passions die, because once you get into all of those roles, it's easy to figure about you and what you really want to do, what your heart is really moved and pushed by. And so my whole thing is just motivating other women, other people, young people to really do that thing that is burning deep inside of you to do.
0: So what would you tell like people who are going through their uh, adversity or challenges and what to keep them moving? Because, you know, life is going to hit you in like random moments and things and like that. And a lot of times people just want to give up. So what would you say to them or from your own experience to help them um, get motivated to overcome the uh, challenge?
1: So first thing is don't give up. That's exactly what I'm going to say. Don't give up. But also, And I, you know, I, I didn't do this well when I was younger. I did, but I did not I did not long term plan. Right. I was always short term planning, short term planning. Um, So it's good to plan to set goals. Right. And then create a plan to actually accomplish those goals. But sometimes, you know, when you get discouraged, sometimes you don't know what to do. But if you go back to that plan and just reevaluate, like, okay, this is what I said. If you write it down, You look back at it and you be like, okay, this is what I said I was going to do. I'm going to keep pushing forward towards this, whether it looks like I'm making progress or not, because a lot of times it looks like we're not making progress when in actuality we are. It might just be small progress as long as we're moving and we're doing something towards that goal. We are making progress. And I know a lot of times it gets discouraging when it looks like you're doing something over and over and you're not making progress. But you are making progress if you're doing something towards it. So I would say don't give up. Keep making progress. If you haven't written your goals and your plans down, write them down. When you do get in those stuck moments, because we all have those stuck moments, you go back to the original plan to remind yourself what it is you're supposed to be doing, what you should be doing.
0: Oh, well said. And one thing I want to add on, too, is when it really comes down to this and, of course, like keeping motivating going on is I feel like the biggest problem is a lot of people like to compare themselves to others. And <laughs> it's like you're comparing yourself like to your parents, your friends, what you see on TV, what you see on social media. And I feel like uh, even me at times, like we have guilties like, OK, I'm doing this. and You see somebody else and you be like oh maybe it wasn't so good and when we really need to just focus on our own journey and then everything will come to pass so let's hear your thoughts on that
1: that is so true especially in this age of social media Uh, i saw a post yesterday where uh somebody said i i want to see the i want to see the progress i don't want to see the end result like everybody's posting their end result but they're not posting the struggle, right? The progress. And so that's what we see a lot on social media is people post, you know, the, the end result, or they make it look like they have this end result. We see this a lot too, but they necessarily don't like, you'll be surprised by how many people on social media look happy, but in actuality, they're, they're miserable or they're unhappy or so, you know, social media can be deceiving so that's one reason why we shouldn't compare ourselves to other people because you actually don't know what that person is going through and then you have to understand that you have your own unique journey you have your own unique story right so what's for you is for you what's for somebody else is for somebody else even though you and somebody else might be doing the same thing like i own a boutique i know other boutique owners like we might be doing the same thing but we, we go on different paths. God has a different path for each of us. And so I think one of the most important things is staying in tune with the creator and, you know, leaning on him and trusting him for your guidance um, that will help you to overcome because those are natural feelings. When you see other people progressing and having successes and you're putting in work and it can, it can make you discouraged. Those are natural feelings, but when you stay in tune with your creator, and you know what it is that you should be doing, and you just keep doing it, whatever that is that God has for you, it will come to you. What's for you, is for you. Nothing nobody can do or say that can take it away. Um, And there's a a reel that's trending that says the market might be oversaturated. I know you've probably seen that one. But, you know, it doesn't have a you. And that's true. Like, everybody could be doing the same thing it's other people doing the same thing as you but nobody is going to be able to do it like you and that's important and we can't let what we see discourage us we just have to and that's the whole thing about faith faith means you know you 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 do things that you you can you can't see it in the natural but you can see it like in the spiritual right like you're moving towards it uh, Noah built an ark and it had never rained before he did what God told him to do it had never rained before and he's building this boat talking about he's preparing for rain and people were laughing at him it wasn't about what had what had happened or what he could see it was what he believed in the spiritual right so you have to believe first thing believe that you can achieve what it is you're trying to achieve and then again stick to the plane stay in tune with the creator
0: so i'm gonna go ahead you already on right on this so let's go into this question the importance of uh, faith in the foundation of everything that you do in life, and I, I know you probably are about to light up on this one because mm-hmm. a lot of. This is, I'm just gonna let you have it. Just go ahead,
1: man. Faith is so important because, again, um, just talking about what we see, what we see around us. Sometimes we see things that look like it's not gonna work in our favor. We see the odds stacked against us, especially as people of color, as women. Um, we see odds stacked against us, and. All of that stuff can discourage you. It can keep you in. It can make you change your mind. It can make you feel like this is not what you're supposed to be doing. It can make you stick to being in, a, in your comfort zone, right? It can make you stick to that routine that you were talking about earlier, or just existing. Um, but you have to believe something greater. You have to believe that thing that God blessed you with. You're supposed to be using it. And you are supposed to be using it. It's like the story in the Bible where the wealthy man, he gave three of his servants uh, some talents. And um, one of them, two of them took their talents and multiplied them right. And one of them buried his talent. And then when he came back, when the uh, when the honor came back, he was mad at the one who buried his talent. He said, you wicked and lazy man. Um, he was mad at him because he didn't use his gift to go get more. And that's like, us. God has blessed us with the gift. He has blessed us with a talent. And I believe he doesn't like it when we don't use our gifts and our talents. And so we have to take that thing that God has blessed us with, that thing that's inside of us. And you know what it is. It's that thing that's calling at you, that thing that's pulling at you, that thing that you can do over and over and over and be excited about it and not care about the time or whatever. But we have to believe that God has blessed us with that. And that he wants us to use that ultimately for his glory, but also, you know, to bless others, to help others, to benefit others. Um, And so you got to believe it. And that's where faith comes in. And we get faith actually by reading God's word. So we have to, um, again, stay in tune with the creator in order to build that faith, because faith is not easy. You know, it's not easy if you're not nurturing it, if you're not building it. And I mean, I could go on and on, but I'm going to stop there.
0: Hey, the mic is yours. So just to add on to the on uh, the points that you're hitting on now is um I want to ask you the importance of going beyond your comfort zone. Cause so many people I mean in life, and this applies to everybody. We we always want to do the things that are easy in life that we want to do. We we, we do it all the time because regular routine. as Soon as we get something that's different, like what 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 is this? Mm-hmm. Like uh this wasn't like this, or like when someone first start doing a new workout routine like you used to uh original workout routine do something else and it's hard and you're like i don't like this well anything you, you expect great it's not gonna be easy mm-hmm. like think of all the great accolades that people did throughout their history or like winning championships and much more it wasn't easy that's why only a few have it
1: mm-hmm. so um comfort zone yeah so comfort zone is, is something easy to stay in right but it's hard to get out of uh, I, I'm actually pushing myself out of my comfort zone right now with a few different things. My husband and I are working on some different business ventures and it's it's a, risk, it's a risk that we're taking, right? It's being pushed outside of our comfort zones. We live comfortable lives, like we make good salaries. And so we're pushing ourselves to do something different and we're taking that risk, but we would never know what, ha- what would happen if we never try it, right? So I do believe that you can't get to that next level if you're not willing to get out of your comfort zone. If you're willing to stay where you're comfortable, where things are going okay, and you're not willing to take that extra risk to try something different, you'll never know what will happen. You'll be living with uh would have, would have, could have, should have, instead of saying, well, I tried it. Even if it don't work, I tried it, it didn't work, but I did learn this. So next time when I do something, I'm gonna do this differently, you know. And I've been in that position before too where I've tried things. It wasn't it didn't work out exactly how I thought it would, but I learned something. I learned how to make it better next time. And I don't regret it. You know, I don't regret doing it and, and failing at it because I'm going to try again. And it's going to be better. And I'm going to keep trying again. It's going to keep being better until I get to that level where God wants me to be.
0: Amen to that. System. <laughs> so um, and to add on even more and then we're going to go a little bit more direction is. I'm pretty sure you heard the saying, like the one of the richest places on Earth is the grave. And it kind of kicks back on what you were saying earlier, how so many people have these talents, skills and much more, but they don't want to showcase it, shine their light or do it because they're afraid of what people say or something that or somebody that, that somebody has told them and they don't, don't want to showcase their talents. So I want you to encourage others to shine their light or showcase their talent, or try new things even more further, because I mean it's everybody has a purpose and i think people need to realize that
1: man that's my whole thing for this season right now is let your light shine like let your light shine like do what you feel inside you should be doing and don't worry about what people think don't worry about what people have to say um i was listening to i like brene brown um she's a uh a professor at u of h but she has this book she has a lot of books called dare to leave but she's a great motivational speaker um and she she has a netflix uh special where she did a motivational talk and she said you choose who you value their opinion right you get to choose whose opinion you value because she said everybody's always going to have something to say and it doesn't mean that you don't listen and you don't care but you get to choose whose opinion you value and so you choose who those people are and then even when they give opinions you you analyze it you think about it and you you take it and do what you think is best with it right so you can't worry about the naysayers because they're going to be naysayers uh you can't worry about the ones who're going to talk down on you who're going to have something negative to say who's going to have negative comments i get negative comments a lot on my post i'm I-
0: glad you said that because that comes with the territory of shining your light
1: mm-hmm. yes so you have to, and it's all about your perspective, right? Like I know some people who will be like, well, I would have to say something back, but I don't say anything back. Sometimes I delete them and sometimes I give them a heart, a, a like. Uh, I mean, you know, people have their opinions, but you can't let their opinions defer you from what you are supposed to be doing. Um Another thing, I have a great uncle who used to always say this scripture, and it has always stuck with me. It says, I must work the works of him while it is day, for when night come, no man can work. And that has always made me think that I have to do all that I can while I'm living, living because when I'm dead, I don't have that opportunity anymore. And I, I, I'm always the person where I say, I don't need accolades. I don't need rewards or awards. I just want to know at the end when my time is over, when it comes to Judgment Day, I just need to know that God is going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. And so in order for him to say that, I need to be tuned in to him and know what it is I'm supposed to be doing. And so that's one of the most important things is just having that prayer life with God to know what it is you're supposed to be doing. Because I do know people who like I want to do stuff, but I don't know what I should be doing. And I can't tell you what you should be doing, but you got to tune in to God. You got to tune into yourself. You got to have quiet time to really think and to really pray and to really just listen to your thoughts to see what it is you should be doing. That's something each individual has to analyze and seek for themselves. But you definitely should be doing that thing inside of you that you feel you should be doing. Whatever it is you feel it, you know it. You know what it is, right? And if you're not sure, pray about it and ask God what it is and do it wholeheartedly do it don't worry about what other people think the only the main person you should be trying to please is God and as long as you pleasing him that that's the best thing and usually when you pleasing him you're going to have he's going to put motivation and support and encouragement around you to continue going and doing what it is you're supposed to be doing
0: Manager say amen. Let's start mm-hmm. with, no, nah, I'm playing, I'm just being goofy,
1: but those are
0: all great words that we need to hear and just keep going because it's all part of your journey. Mm-hmm. You know, you had uh, times to yourself to actually reflect and then getting outside your comfort zone and like all these steps, phases and much more people leaving, coming in out of your life. That's all phases. And it's all about your perspective, how you were um, brought that to the attention of the audience as well as how you, um, see things because you can see this as a negative way or you can see as a way to, okay, let me use this to build me. So all great words of encouragement to help people take it to the next level. So um, as we um, get even more, because I don't want to hold everybody's time, but I definitely want to give time for this. Uh, tell the audience more about your nonprofit and then the great things that they do in the community so they can uh, hear some information on that.
1: OK, so I have a nonprofit organization called Making Awesome Things Happen, and it's an acronym for math, M-A-T-H, Making Awesome Things Happen. And basically what we do is we develop mathematical proficiency among traditionally underrepresented students. So one of the things I'm extremely passionate about is um, is young people going into STEM careers because STEM careers are now the highest paid careers that's science, technology, engineering and mathematics. And they pay. i to smart- put
0: a note on that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> twice as much as non-stem careers so if you can look at all the reports from the bureau of labor and statistics and the average salary of a stem career is the median salary is eighty-six 80 some thousand dollars whereas the median salary of a non-stem career is 40 some thousand okay so now stem careers are heavy loaded with math so now I'm if, 20 dollars though <laughs> <laughs> So if we If we don't like math, most likely we're not going into STEM career. So my whole objective, our whole objective is to get students interested in math enough to be able to have a STEM career on the table as an opportunity if they want to pursue it, right? Because going into a STEM career could definitely change the trajectory of somebody's life as far as their socioeconomic status. And so in order for, and we're underrepresented minorities. When I say we, I'm talking about African-Americans, Hispanics, um, but from my research and the work that I'm doing, Hispanics are getting on the ball, but us African Americans are still behind on the on the playing field. So my whole goal is trying to increase uh, the number of minorities that go into STEM fields. And I'm doing it through the avenue of developing mathematical proficiency, because if you get to college and you, it, you're in developmental mathematics, most likely, it's not always the case, but most likely you're going to avoid a STEM field. And The majority, a lot of minorities are going into college in developmental courses. I teach those classes. I work with people who teach those classes. And we see it over and over and over again. We look at the data all the time. And so we're on the path to try to change that as much as we can.
0: very important because like math is used i mean lots on bills but also when it comes to careers they want to make sure the numbers are right when it comes down to it and if you're not good on math you start making mistakes and nah, they're gonna be like oh, you cost me even more money with your mistakes and You don't want to if you want to get paid the amount that she was talking about, you want to be very um, accurate on that. And then at the top, your skill level, because then I'm like, oh, you're doing really well. Actually, you keeping me like, yeah, let's let's go ahead and throw you a little bit more. All right, keep, keep doing that. Great job. And you want to be looked at as highly recommended so you can succeed in your career and much more.
1: And through my work and my research, we have the capability. It's not that we're not capable. We have the capability. We have the intellect. It's just a lot of times, as I mentioned earlier, is due to prior experiences, um, uh, teachers we have in math, not all of them, but it's a lot of teachers who we can't relate to or the way math is taught. We feel like math isn't necessary when actually it is necessary because the way it's taught, it seems like this abstract thing that we don't use. But even just teaching it in a way to where students know this is something we use. We use this a lot and just helping them see that relevance and understand it. So our approach is like teaching it in different ways and things like that. And so we have the intellect. We have the capability. We can do it. It's just getting it out there and and letting us know that, you know, it's available. We could do it and you could do it basically.
0: And you most definitely can do it, but I want to go ahead and hit this one and address it. So what are some of the past experiences that people may use to be like kind of stray away from when it comes to math? Because. I don't want this to be like one of the things that like people like kind of throw under the rug. So let's address it now in the podcast. Like what are some of the experiences that you've see, seen or heard people um, talk about? So when they hear it come from you, they'll be like, oh, that's just like me. So I can overcome it now knowing that I know that I'm not the only one because I think that's what happens that people think I'm the only one going through this.
1: The biggest one, the biggest one is a, a t- an experience with a teacher. Okay. So a lot of old school math teachers, they teach math in one way and you got to do it their way. And if you don't do it their way, it's wrong. Where we all know with math, there is multiple solution strategies, right? There are multiple ways you get it's one answer, but there are multiple ways you can get to that one answer. And so um, the curriculum is changing a little bit to encourage teachers to use multiple strategies like the new tests are now encouraging, well, they are making mandating teachers to use multiple strategies. But for uh, people who are older now, they didn't have that experience, right? So they didn't get to use those different strategies to get to one solution. And so if I got to do it this way and only this way, like that turns me off, right? Or that turns some people off. Like some people, they have the mind frame where they can go in, they can learn, they can adapt, and they can get it. However you show them, they can get it that way. But some people have different mindsets and they like, well, I'd rather do it this way. Well, and since I got to do it this way, I don't like this, you know, and so or they didn't pass the class because they wasn't doing it that way. And so now they have this bad record, you know, these bad grades in math or they got a lower grade or they got points taken off because they didn't do it this way. So now they had this low grade. And so now they're getting tracked into lower level math courses when they should. They're smart. They just want to use their method. They should be tracked in the higher level math course. So tracking is another thing where counselors put you in classes. They think that you're capable of taking, right? Or you're on the path that they think that you should be on instead of, you know, as young people, a lot of times we don't know to advocate for ourselves. Um, so that those are two So a bad teaching experience, uh, being tracked into lower level math courses. A lot of students don't know about dual credit where you can take college classes in high school. You can graduate with an associate's degree while uh, you graduate with a high school diploma at the same time. Uh, A lot of students don't know about that. So lack of knowledge. Um, Also, it was something else I was going to say. Experience, teacher experience. Oh, man, it was one more I had on my mind, but it's a lot. But those are some of the few. It was something else I was going to say. and I, it, Adversity. I yeah, adversity. Um,
0: I'm not, trying to spike your memory.
1: <laughs> it wasn't adversity. It was something else. But adversity is one, you know, not knowing where to go to get help or being afraid to ask for help.
0: Peer pressure. Mm. I'm like going down the list. It's not
1: peer pressure. I don't think it's peer pressure. I can't. My mind went blank. I forgot what it was. But yeah, but those are some. And yeah, because I, I I speak to a lot of uh, so with college students, I have a lot of students who um, went to school like a long time ago and now they're coming back and they don't remember or they never really learned it. They didn't learn that foundation. They didn't learn it in elementary or because I
0: just learned for the test. <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm, I was guilty for that, like um, early, way early.
1: So, so, yeah, um, it's a lot of different things that, that hold us back from going into those. But And that's that was another reason why I started the nonprofit is because I wanted to work with younger kids to help them develop the foundation at a younger age so that they could build. They have a strong, solid foundation to build on. And then also so that they can see they can see um, role models that look like them. My son is coming in yes baby we got
0: another superstar coming onto the screen all right
1: on, say <laughs> just say
0: hi look Don't <laughs> yeah, get shy now <laughs>
1: oh look at this shirt you see oh, okay it's like brilliant minds black kids count and they got black kids with like numbers in their head just you know just putting out images like that to let Young people know yeah, that yeah, we do yeah, math.
0: That, that's how you put, that, that mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: just to let them know that we do math, yeah, we're good I mean, and bad, yeah. and so forth.
0: Awesome, and it's good. Like and That's just to remind everyone you have intelligence. Uh, no matter what uh, obstacle experience you may have had in the past, you are intelligent and start telling yourself that more often And because it's like one of those things like you speak into existence. You start thinking it. Believe in it. And then, and then you're going to be walking it. And so as we come to a close, I want you to tell the audience, uh, leave us with a closing statement and where can they find you to keep track of all your greatness and your journey as it goes and continues.
1: OK, so first I'm going to tell you where you can find me. I'm on Facebook. as Tarcia Hubert. I'm on Instagram as Dr. period T Hubert. T-H-U-E-B-E-R-T. I have to think about that. <laughs> Dr. period T-H-U-B-E-R-T. So I'm on those two platforms. I also have a a YouTube channel where I do post instructional math videos. So if you need help with math or your kids need help with math, I have instructional math videos that are heavily uh, algebra-based, geometry-based, trigonometry-based. So you can definitely check out my YouTube channel if you need help. And... My closing statement would be to uh, do what you love, do what you love, and to love what you do. When you do what you love, I know you hear it over and over and over again, but it is true. When you do what you love, you're not, you don't feel like you're working. Like I, I absolutely love teaching math. I'm a math professor, and so I love my job. My husband and I have multiple businesses in. We know we're getting to a point where we could leave our jobs, right? But I always tell my husband, I don't want to leave my job because I love it. It doesn't feel like work. It's something that I love to do. So I want to encourage you to find that thing that you love to do. Figure out what it is and do it wholeheartedly. If you have a full-time job, put time aside, set, set aside time to work on that thing every day or set a routine, a, a consistent routine that you can stick with to where you're working on that thing every day. And it will eventually build. If your goal is to leave your job and do that full time, it will grow if you work on it every day. The key is consistency, okay? So be consistent and do that thing that you love. Keep God first and God will definitely bless you beyond what you can imagine or think.
0: Very well said. So I hope y'all enjoy this because it's going to take you to the next level. All great encouragement. And then you see that great million dollar smile from her and then making you being more encouraged to learn those math skills and get that money. You know, uh, y'all can give me $20, 30 maybe <laughs> Benjamin, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just joking, but it's all good because we need to be reminded and, tell ourselves as well that we are intelligent and we can overcome these things and be great in our lives in our own way so with all that let's go ahead and come to a close this is your host chris holmes doing some great things and i have my great guest by the name of
1: dr tarcia hubert
0: awesome make sure you subscribe like uh, share and keep the conversation going and because we're all about inspiring the world so peace and take it to the next level and much love